0: Yep.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Paradigm Podcast. We hope you're having a great week, better than you were yesterday and the day before that, huh? So before we get started, we want to urge you to subscribe, hit the like button, comment down below, and follow us on all our social media platforms. All the information you'll need will be down in the description box below. So we're going to start off with a disclaimer. We here at Paradigm do not claim to have all the answers. We simply desire to be better each day. We make videos in the hope that other people that desire the same can use some of the tools we've discovered along our journey. So the information used for today's discussion is coming from the book Beyond Order by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. And the chapter we are discussing uh, in this week's episode is titled, Do Not Allow Yourself to Become Resentful, Deceitful, or Arrogant. And this is Rule 11 of 12. So we're almost at the end. Yep. Bittersweet. So. One thing to get across right in the beginning is that everyone is capable of becoming resentful, deceitful, and arrogant. So how do we combat that? Hmm. So JBP kind of gives us some descriptions and definitions of what these things look like. So he defines, uh, he says, you are resentful because of the absolute unknown and its terrors, because nature conspires against you, because you are a victim of the tyrannical element of culture, and because of the malevolence of yourself and other individuals. You can become deceitful and arrogant through covert or overt means, such as lies of commission and lies of omission. So lies of commissions are things we do knowing full well they are wrong. Omissions is things we let slide. Uh, we know we should intervene, but we do not. And he says, you become arrogant by being stuck in your way, believing you know everything that you already need to know, and you miss opportunities. in spite of um losing a little bit of stability you end up choosing stability over choosing new opportunities so these are kind of the definitions we've kind of gathered throughout the chapter is there anything you guys want to mention as those parts came up to you like resentfulness or arrogance on
0: the spot right now do you think people like some people read this and they're like oh i can never be that resentful or deceitful or arrogant or they kind of dismiss the possibility of being that you know what i mean uh
1: i mean i looked at it like that myself yeah when i was reading it i was like um i typically don't lie lies of commissions i don't do it forthrightly right but i can see myself letting things slide
0: yeah you know i think it's interesting the title says do not allow yourself to become resentful deceitful so if you are you're in a sense inviting that in right you're kind of giving yourself permission to be resentful deceitful or arrogant
1: yeah, I mean, he talks about that in the chapter two, right? Where he says, uh, the, the more you do these things, the less you can depend on your moral monitor, yeah, kind of, yeah. right? So like, if from letting things slide, you can become resentful towards yourself like, damn, you know, I, I shouldn't have done that, right? And for this
2: point in particular, like omissions, it's not just about like your meter of like, of believing how trustworthy it's. Like let things slide. That we know aren't good, Mm -hmm. let's say stealing, like we can see in our culture now, Mm -hmm. that because we're all letting it slide, things have become the opposite of like great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that right. (laughs) I'm I'm I'm
1: not saying that right.
2: And then, like, what if that kid's got four other peers that all, all also don't get in trouble for doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden, like, like uh, stealing from people's cars isn't a big deal, you know, yeah. because like the cops are
0: like, ah, oh, they're just kids or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 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 that's a that's an example. It's
3: like that saying, uh, if your friend Timmy jumps off of the edge, are you gonna jump too? Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, I mean, like that. just because everybody else does it, that doesn't give you the right to do it too. Yeah, don't trust his oh, name, right. Timmy, bro. And I think that's the that's the saving <laughs> of like the righteous mind, like when you're when our parents are trying to teach us that, like it's like just because there's a lot of wrong going on around you doesn't mean you can't make the right choice. Like you you know what the right choice oh, is. That's you a know, good one. You know I mean, and,
2: and and this one in particular, because it talks about tyrant. It's just like you should not let stuff slide. Like what if like what if your boss is like openly disrespectful to maybe not you but other people in the office
0: like is that cool
1: like i don't know you know yeah when's the next person gonna be disrespected yeah yeah breaking the pattern of behavior yeah yeah let's get into it all right so um one big takeaway we took from this chapter was understanding that life is a story and we must understand the characters of human existence and the importance of recognizing them in our lives so jbp names, multiple characters of the human existence. They're all kind of archetypes that uh, people fit into, or not. maybe not even people, but just all of our existence as a whole, right? So the first is the dragon of chaos, representative of the unknown. Um, this is why I say it doesn't have to be a person. It can be just, it could be opportunities. If you're gonna choose to jump into a new opportunity, in order to get to the treasure, you have to fight the dragon, right? So it's different for all, it's different for everybody. So, J.B.P. says, this is the symbolic representation of potential, of possibility for better and for worse. There is always something sinister and dangerous in the dark, and it is the job of the well-prepared individual to confront it and take the treasure it archetypally guards. The fundamental representation of reality as an eternal treasure house guarded by an eternal predator is therefore a perfect representation of the way you are wired to to react to the world at the most fundamental depths of your being. So is there anywhere in your guys' lives that you recognize a dragon of chaos or in other people's lives, maybe? Yeah. For me,
2: the dragon of chaos would be doing this new Jiu Jitsu class. Okay. Because like he, the way I say that is because like he says, like with every dragon there's gold Right, and going to class makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm nervous to show up, but once I go, like I like it. It's really hard and difficult, but like the goal is, I'm pushing myself physically, mentally, and I'm learning a new skill.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, I mean dragons all different sizes, you know. Well, what size yeah. dragon do you think that is? is that the Goblet like, of Fire I- dragon? <laughs> no. Spiral. Okay,
2: I don't know. Like it. It's just, it's just something that makes me feel uncomfortable. So it doesn't have to be like a a big thing. But like for me, I would say this is the biggest thing in my life right now that makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. And I go and clock in like two to three times a week and it makes me feel good after. Yeah. It makes me resentful or ashamed or guilty if I don't go for whatever reason.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you actively pursued that? Yes. Or jujitsu is something that just found you?
2: Uh. Honestly, I watched this movie with Tom Hardy called Like a Warrior or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wanna fucking beat Tom Hardy so
0: well. um, dude, he's dope. he's like five four, isn't he? Shout out to Tom Hardy. Who cares,
2: dog?
1: His traps, bro. He's like <laughs> Yeah, dude anyway. Literally
2: I watched that movie and I was like, I wanna beat Tom Hardy. So um <laughs> I like the like that day I was like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like where do I where do I start? Yeah sweet Dude. so
1: you actively pursued a dragon that made you uncomfortable yeah nice how about you guys
3: uh, currently I don't have I would. I would think the closest thing to because I think my my life is sort of more in chaos than like looking for unknown uncomfortable like um, growth like areas that I know exist but I'm not looking to grow them yet mm. um, but like I would say one right now is like just the uncertainty with like DoorDash, like door dashing full-time okay. like that keeps me on edge all the time with like having that as like full income i always think like what 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 if like where, where's that dragon gonna burst in the door and be like mm. ah you've been thinking about it. you know i was here mm. but you still you know what i mean so that's why like um i need i want to like fulfill my uh my i want to fulfill that desire of like accomplishing landing somewhere in like cybersecurity and getting like that going you know what i mean um okay. and but what eats at me is letting that uh, entrepreneur side of me let it go you know what i mean letting that like that slow down but at the same time like it's like i have to make sacrifices you know what yeah. i mean to get to that to to to, to find the uh the goal that i'm looking for but i think that's one dragon that like i know is there but it's like i don't know when it will like if it or maybe out. it never will come out maybe it never will like maybe i just created that imaginary like i mean it's good of, you're looking for it though you know yeah. what i mean yeah because like, I, I know it's it's like doordash is like a it's a great steady income but it's like there's no stability. There's nothing like that it was like, oh, nope, we just stopped fucking yeah. giving you orders. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? Go to fucking HR? Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> yeah dude. Uh, I mean, you can, you, just like DoorDash, you use it as an engine to get to where you really want to go. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. That's so. good. That's, right. that's yeah. just for mine. I don't know. Cool. Anyone, anything you want to mention? We'll move on.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, Dragon of Chaos for me is. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is just communication, um, maybe telling or just having positive communication or owning the way that I speak to people without thinking too much or having my mind set on like, what are they going to say? Or how are they going to take it? Or like the repercussions of that, um, just chaotic. I think, I think my head goes there a lot. Like I, I kind of operate sometimes like, Oh, how are they going to speak? Like I gotta like, maybe cater how I'm going to deliver this mes- message sometimes. So I think that's something I think of. Why do you think, think you of. do that? Um, I think I, I was used to being like the, the nice guy for a long time, maybe like just catering. I I, I built up that habit, you know what I mean? With uh, my past and who I was around, who I spent time with. And so now um, I'm finding more gold, let's say, just communicating in a way that I take that into consideration, but I'm letting people know that this is how I feel. Um, and you know, setting guidelines like Jay had mentioned to me earlier this week, this is my, this is, I'm selling you these things, even if they may be a little bit awkward or uncomfortable, or maybe I just feel that way. And then I think the guideline or having the, would you say like the, um, it's a
1: framework to have the a fr- a conversation. Yeah, yeah framework
0: to conversations, uh, I don't know. feels feels better to me. I think there's gold in there. You're practicing and building the habit of um, telling people what you have to say and not putting so much weight on like how they're gonna react.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of limiting. You're like, look, I don't mean it like that, you know. I just got to voice something. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: the first thing that came to
1: mind. Communication skills is definitely
0: a dragon. People gotta. I mean, like we face the drag. Like, would you say we face the dragon climbing Mount Whitney?
1: Oh yeah, that was definitely it was exactly. for sure. pure chaos, yeah, yeah. right? I think. Pure
0: chaos. Ever since I got back from that trip, though, I'm finding out like that was like a really, really tough thing for us to do. um Had a lot of fun doing it, but now I'm like, why do I get so scared of like simple things like this? You know, like, con- <laughs> yeah, like, dude,
1: you're like I just survived yeah, a like, blizzard. Yeah, I
0: just survived a blizzy, bro. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's yeah. a good thing because that trip is really giving me clarity on like. Why do I even feel so scared to have this conversation, or why do I feel so scared to maybe talk to my employer some, you know, yeah. some way, or bring something to the table, and have things open for discussion, and yeah. not letting things slide?
1: Yeah, it's one cool. Thing- it kind of almost adds an aspect to the cookie jar example from uh, David Goggins. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, the first cookie you get might be a Chips Ahoy, but the next one you get could be like crumble or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, you can get different crumb- levels of cookies to reach into that jar. You know? Yeah, dude. Go ahead, John.
2: Uh, cause you talked about like, after we did the Whitney trip, you're like, how come all these little things like, why am I scared of these little things mm. in the subsection resentment? Um, one of the things I thought kind of goes along with this, he goes, the voluntary confrontation dispelled some of their fear. This was not because things around them became less dangerous, but because the people facing the danger became braver. It's unbelievable how strong and courageous people can become. It is miraculous what sort of load people can bear when they take it on voluntarily. And I think like you learned during the Mount Whitney trip, if you voluntarily take on like physical, mental, you could, you can handle way more than you thought previously, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's not now these things back at like your work life, they have become less dangerous like socially, but you're like, why am I scared of those things? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, now you just got to practice it more and be like it could could like the more you do it the easier it gets and like the the braver you are with it you know i
3: think he calls it exposure therapy
1: yeah yeah yeah. that's what he calls it Yep. all right cool well the next section he uh talks about nature and he kind of describes it as creation versus destruction uh this represents the potential around you so he he gives the example of the evil queen he labels her the goddess of destruction and death and she represents the negative elements of the natural world. So I kind of think of this section as a spectrum, right? Um, we have the evil queen, and we have the fairy godmother, the benevolent monarchy causer, a friend, a family member, a fictional character, or a part of your own psyche that is motivated by knowing that your mistreatment, swearing to take a, uh, take any opportunity that comes your way to escape your misfortunate circumstances. Leave them behind and balance your life appropriately. So there's this the spectrum of chaos and order there's a spectrum of creation and destruction and I I kind of that helped me wrap my head around these upcoming sections because everybody will fit on somewhere Mm -hmm. in this spectrum at different points in their life you Mm -hmm. know and so I think it's interesting to that the way he breaks it down is you know so there's a woman that he sees that was raised with the evil queen and so like grew up with a lack of love Right. And so um, that person need to go find the the fairy godmother, the benevolent monarch. But the person that spent their whole life with the benevolent monarch needed to go and pursue some evil. Yeah. In order to kind of break this mold of like everything's happy go lucky. I thought that was so cool because there's like it's it's telling you that there's a line for everybody and you have to go find it. It's not about getting all the way to the happy side or or excuse me, the positive side. It's it's about the balance between them. Yeah, I thought that was so and, cool. And not just that, people are so quick to like, put
2: their current problems on their past- Experiences. Experiences? Yeah. And you're like, okay, sure. Well, have you tried to go find balance in that? Like both mm-hmm. those stories you just talked about was like two young people raised in opposite extremes. Yeah, Have the story can conclude by their own self going out and looking for balance right right Right. and and that's when the story concludes so like you can either be resentful which is like be a victim or you can do the opposite and try to work towards something yeah yeah
3: well that technically um how jvp describes it when there you have a helicopter parent um that Mm -hmm. protects their child from the i guess the evil world Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like I hear it, like when I hear the word evil, at least in this context of when he's explaining it, like it's very paradoxical. Like evil isn't just some like monster under a bed. It could be the person that is like the helicopter parent. Like technically, like years go on, that evil came from misguided nurturing.
0: And it's like closest thing it's to you, to,
3: yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the close, and it's the, also the closest thing to evil, because mm-hmm. it's like you mm-hmm. raise something that like is now scared to tackle anything in life, okay. and now they become the evil that you created because you protected them so much.
1: Nah, I see what you're saying. I had to hear you all the way. through. You know what I yeah. mean? And so
3: that's like when I think of this word evil, just in this context, it's very paradoxical. It's, like you think of evil being like this monster, yeah, but it also can be a good, overprotective. Thing. like a protect, yeah. like yeah. overprotective, like
0: yeah, yeah. You I wouldn't, know. you wouldn't associate. Typically, like, so like a protecting mother as being, like, yeah, evil. evil just out loud, you know what I mean? Yeah. Protecting. And there's yeah, a, yeah.
3: there's an experience, or, like, there's a passing of time that has to happen for the, the nature or the nurturing of the protective mother to even come into existence. Like, there has to be a passage of time, but the instant present moment evil is the evil monster
0: like you so can see trying to protect evil. it from yeah yeah you know? devon's been backs yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> like i don't I always long-term, like i always hear though, that like
3: man. evil shit yeah. like i feel like a lot of people don't really like we misinterpret evil yeah. sometimes yeah. i think we understand what we're saying but like long term yeah
0: long-term, yeah. Long-term.
1: yeah uh I, I like he uses the uh, example of uh sleeping beauty uh for example the evil queen um there's a little mermaid snow white 101 dalmatians uh Cinderella tangled Alice in Wonderland and they all kind of go along this same yes. thread where it's like um let's say Sleeping Beauty she was hidden away from all um s- she wasn't invited to the birth right mm-hmm. Ma- uh Maleficent Maleficent uh, yeah right yeah. so she wasn't invited to the birthday party or the uh, hey we had our baby let's say it's a gender reveal or whatever.
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh they they don't invite the evil queen right and because of that she puts a curse on the the kid hey at 16 she's gonna touch the end of the thing and go to sleep mm-hmm. and so um because they refused to invite the evil queen it came back and bit later in life mm-hmm. right and so um, It was gonna bite them
0: anyways. Yeah. Right. it was gonna <laughs> bite them
1: anyways. So he says he says actively invite evil, the evil queen into your life, yeah. and learn how to work with it. Right. Um, let me find this page, but uh, real quick. Well, I think that's a great
3: example of re- like that's why I think we love uh, underdog stories. Is like people that have like really harsh realities. It's better to listen to yeah. those stories than to listen to people that are like handed everything that like still get it. to the same point, but mm-hmm. like it's just a better story
1: yeah all right so he says here invite the evil queen into your child's life if you fail to do so your children will grow up weak and in need of protection and the evil queen is going to make herself known no matter what step, uh steps you take to stop her um so if you shelter young people you destroy them so i i was just on that side of the spectrum you're, hearing you say it is like you can't register it in the moment but later on mm-hmm. those built-up mm-hmm. effects you know so yeah, I, th- I thought that was just a really cool subsection, and it, the spectrum idea kind of helped me understand that. Yeah, way. I think that's a
0: good one. Yeah, because I, I think these are these are really in-depth topics. I'm always curious to see what yeah. the readers or whoever's listening to these can 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 pick apart for themselves just off the videos alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But read Definitely. the book.
1: Go read some books. Yeah, check it out. Go read some books. This was actually the longest chapter. So yeah. Uh, this so was a beast. This uh, next subsection he calls culture, uh, security, and uh, tyranny. And this is representative of the structures in our life, both social and psych- uh, psychological. So, Oops. on both sides of those um, spectrums, uh, excuse me, on both sides of the spectrum, we have the authoritarian tyrant and the wise king. Um, so, JBP says, uh, the authoritarian tyrant is the lack of appreciation for the often fragile structures that bind us together and protect us from the chaos that would otherwise certainly reign. Um, and then you know wise king p on the other side of that spectrum is having the wisdom to know when to change and having the wisdom to know when to be conservative or not change keep the same structure mm-hmm. and i almost think this is, comes back to the first chapter we read right yeah which is like the balance between um conservatism versus uh the what do you Li- say liberal. the change right liberalism uh, or whatever it might be but the person that? that wants to change the 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 pyramid of how we've done things, the structure versus the people that want to keep it the way it is. Uh, so, I don't, this one was kind of a little tougher for me to understand. Is there anything you guys really got from that subsection that you'd be willing to share?
3: I'm trying to see if, because I didn't really take too many notes because it like, I understood it reading it, but like trying to like paraphrase it was really sure. hard. Let's
0: see. Culture. Just
2: to kind of tie it into modern day times, you talked about like, Wise King, conservatism, yeah. you know, being very liberal, you know, it's just that even in today's age, if you have someone that can hear and agree with both sides of the, of the political party, they're probably a more balanced individual, you know? Yeah. And, and because, like, they're open to change, but they know when to be conservative with certain things that, like, need to hold true They keep the boat moving. Mm-hmm. So... So like, but like, you know, yeah. That's it,
1: what, what qualities do you think would kind of be representative of the wise king? The wise king, like, for example, Ace, hey, stop. Like money
2: never changes, like being fiscally, fiscally responsible. Okay. It's a good trait, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. That's,
2: that's never going to go out of style. Yeah. Um, you know, and like being liberal, you know, like maybe, uh, Things change, culture changes, you know. Yeah. Rules no, change, you
1: know. Knowing like, when to change that,
2: like yeah, like for example, like 50 years ago, it was like illegal to be gay,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, right. but like that doesn't mean I still don't like agree with conservatives when it comes to like our fiscal policy for our country.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So, but it's like being open to change and knowing when to do it. Yeah. Okay yeah i agree i agree
3: i think um it's hard to identify the knowing when like the quote unquote knowing when to do something especially something of that nature like when it's so like a large the idea has been like um floating around for such a long time like it's hard at least how i see society or like like i see it as a cloud that's um sort of like everybody knows it exists everybody everybody knows that this thing is there but the idea of it being implemented is like how do we know this is the right time i don't know start now yeah you know what i mean like yeah 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 because
2: that goes back to the omission thing there's a bunch of people who stood up against a tyrant to like change our culture socially yeah you know
3: and so uh i think the right moment is like now you know what i mean like whenever it depends the situation actually i take that back because like if um like if we're talking about an empire that's uh, ran by a tyrant, a tyrannical king, then yeah, it's amongst the people to recognize what's going on and when's the when's the line drawn and be like, okay, he's done this and or she's done this yeah. and that's it's too far. We need a revolt now. Culturally, like, it's changed. Yeah. It's changing yeah. now.
1: Yeah.
3: So um, yeah, I think that's just a hard identifier to put a hard line on. Like no win.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. No in the win. Uh, J.B.P. says uh, on page 332, conservatives are necessary for maintaining things the way they are when everything is working and change might be dangerous. Liberals, by contrast, are necessary for changing things when they are no longer working. It is no easy task, however, to determine when something needs to be preserved or when it needs to be transformed. That is why we have politics. If we are fortunate and the dialogue that accompanies it, instead of war, tyranny, submission it is necessary to argue argue and excuse me it is necessary for us to argue passionately about the relative value of stability versus change so that we can determine when each is appropriate and when and in what doses so um it's, it's all about having the tough conversation to figure out when i think i don't know like go ahead john
2: that's the thing that i think we're missing in in today's
3: society yeah i was gonna say the same, same thing. thing yeah i was gonna say that's the a, same thing that's where my
0: mind went i was like dialogue where is that oh been? no i feel yeah, like no, we're no. missing
3: that bro like
0: there's no good
2: discourse it's just like like we talk about it we talk about how much we disagree on things
1: huh.
2: that's it yeah like we never meet in the middle on things it's a, we never it's even a like
1: accusation right away there's no um it's accusation establishing right away. common yeah.
0: ground you don't you know. like
1: what I have to say? You're this phobic, fill in the blank. You know? I think
3: um, a yep. big part of it has to deal with not being able to articulate your ideas and thoughts. I think that has to do with like a majority. Because when the, our leaders, like our, um, our um, what are they, uh, Senate or politicians, whatever, like state, whatever, federal, whoever's yeah, yeah, yeah. discussing mm-hmm. a topic, we can refer back to the videos and the audio of them talking about it. But when it comes to like an event, a speaker,
2: like someone no, but to- there's. A- I disagree, but there's there's like levels to that though. You know? Like if you're an intellectual person, your friends are probably can hold a conversation. They can probably articulate themselves,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but they don't. Yeah. You
3: know? Yeah. There's well, like
2: people who are like academics. I think it's can't yeah, like it i that mean, they don't have a conversation.
3: Yeah, I think it's definitely like a lot of academic intellectual uh um intellectual thinkers. I think when it comes to, like, the bias of, like, opinion is where it gets, like, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Like, emotion. C- cancel yeah, emotion stuff, like, where the opposite side of that person thinking or their idea, like, trying to articulate it, they believe, or they've, they've thought of this idea for so long, or been surrounded by these people for so long, that it's hard to hear the, hear the opposite side of the, the, the uh, table. And it, it turns into like, no, you're not right. You're just not right. Like, I don't care what you're saying. It's like, where is that going to get us? Yeah, yeah. Either, either
1: all these big politic, uh, political issues, or they all kind of come down. They're all their own issues, you know, and everybody falls on different sides of it because they believe that's what's right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? So those people having a discussion, you're trying to see the other por- person's point of view, but you have right. firmly believed for so long that this is correct. So you have to be open to that being incorrect yeah and some I mean some things it's just gonna be impossible to do right like some people just let's choose one of deleted delete his fetus some people believe it's right to do it some people don't but having the conversation doesn't happen what is it right? what is it deleted fetus delete his fetus <laughs> <Abortion>. yeah oh, <laughs> <you said. laughs> oh man I was it's it's that was that'll get uh, flagged you know but hey uh, like if we're talking abortion some people believe this is right some people believe this is right and like to have the discourse, you can just see what that looks like. It just looks like you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's like, well, let's have the discussion, you know? And I'll be willing to be wrong, but you can't because this is how you believe. We're not arguing logic, we're arguing belief, you know?
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's, I think that's like- We're arguing emotions. Yeah. That topic is like, so black, it's black or white. It's not like, there's no gray. I don't know, I I disagree with that too. Rainbows, bro, those rainbows.
2: Yeah. Yeah, i don't
3: know that's how like why do you disagree john like i kind of want to hear like what
2: because i would say i'm pretty gray on it like if you would ask me morally like do i believe in it i would say no but do i think the government should like legislate what we can or can't do absolutely not yeah, like it, yeah we shouldn't like same. i should be told i can't like marry anybody i should be told i can't get a boyfriend i shouldn't be told i have to take a vaccine like that's not the government's place so like who's <laughs> like legal legally I disagree. Yeah, but I, like, mor- I, like, morally, cut that. No, I'm no, just keep I'm kidding. Just kidding. no, no. no, no. You,
3: don't, you don't like sh- it, then
1: you're not the right person. No, I'm just stand. Just I'm just I, stand.
3: I stand. I stand. I stand. because I believe I believe what John said. Like that's where I stand. Hand. I believe there is gray area, but I don't. I'm not the one making the decisions. The people that make the decisions see it as black or white. It's like the people that in Texas or wherever it's illegal see it as black or white. I think like, they
0: might. Maybe they have a gray area like they've sat through and thought, but at the end of the day, they still have to make a decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. like what you stand on. Hey, I can be as, as understanding as I can and hear everything, but you can't just not, but how make do you, I can
3: I don't, I don't understand that like argument though. Cause like realistically, when it's pushed into like the, um, government making, government making choices for you, that's where I'm like, that needs to chill. Cause it's like, what's the next thing the like, government's going to make a decision for? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it's why it's
0: warm. we're talking about it and it's important to have dialogue or else. Yeah, you know I mean, D- he's talking about it right now.
2: In a free market, if there's a market for people who want it and there's the people who want to invest in technology
1: to make that happen and they have customers, I mean, like, you know? Yeah, make it happen. Ball out. Definitely. Stonks right. to the moon. We fucking ran off the rails. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We ran off the rails. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the next the subsection <laughs> is called the individual. <laughs> And he he puts it down as hero versus adversary, both sides of the spectrum, okay? So um, he defines a hero as the person who can sacrifice properly to nature and strike a bargain with fate, such that benevolence reigns. The person who is awake, alert, attentive, communicative, and bears responsibility so that the tyrannical part of the state remains at bay. And the person who is aware of his or her own faults and proclivity for malevolence and deceit. So that proper orientation is maintained. And he defines adversaries everything despicable and contemptible. So, real quick, I want to talk about the definition of um, the hero he has here. So he says, the person who can sacrifice properly to nature and strike a bargain with fate such that benevolence reigns. What do you guys think about that quote? Is there anything
2: that? So, the first thing I think about is like my relationship with like, with me physically like with the gym and like my physical health okay like i reasoned with nature i've struck a bargain and like the bargain is if i go to the gym every fucking day for an hour and a half to two hours i'll get what i want
1: right yeah 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 yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To look good like i reasoned with faith yeah, i struck good, a huh?
2: bargain and like that's a real deal you know
1: yeah um
2: that's <laughs> okay and like i i think of that as like that's what i think like what a hero does he like sees his pride and he's like what do i got to do to actually make it happen right life breaks it down like like pragmatically and you're like okay i'll start here yeah if i can end there i'll start
1: here you're right right yeah, that's a good one that's really good yeah all right how about the next one it says the person who is awake alert attentive communicative and bears responsibility
0: i thought immediately to sleeping beauty someone who's asleep can't really do anything about it person who's awake i mean they get stuff done you know what i mean yeah. that's, that's awake not woke. Well, awake. awake. Yes. Yeah. I, think yeah. you're,
3: <laughs> I think you're consciously making when I hear that, like that's that sentence that you're consciously making a choice to be the best version of you yeah. forever. Mm, bearing. You know I mean? Like you're very alert to where your conscious is directing your focus. And yeah. of all
0: those, I think the bear bearing responsibility is maybe higher that's on the, the totem pole for huge. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. dude uh, the, the communicative, like you were saying, yeah. This is this is in order to be the hero you have to know how to slay the dragon of communication skills so even you just recognizing that you know so that's pretty cool all right and then it says uh the person who is aware of his or her own faults and proclivity from malevolence and deceit
0: so someone that makes who can wait what'd you say uh
1: so the person who is aware of his or her own faults and their proclivity from malevolence and deceit like
0: i was saying like the people that read this and there's some people that are like hmm i don't know if this relates to me i can never be resentful but yeah. understanding your own tendencies to where you can be deceitful or arrogant or resentful to yourself maybe Okay. you know knowing your your line and knowing your tendencies okay. is almost bearing responsibility to like your own self and others because you know how you are and it's your job to like work on that
1: yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah like if if they're aware of their own <laughs> faults and their it's... proclivity meaning I can do bad Right and be deceitful, malevolence. I can do bad. I do things with a bad intention. Is what that means. Yeah, understand I understand that you're capable. Yeah, of I
3: just think like um, if you're uh, if you're capable of recognizing it within you, you also have to be capable of that like there's uh at least a hundred thousand more people that think and act just like you. Oh
1: yeah.
0: So it compounds. Is like, it's like and, yeah, there's it's people like a, that can yeah, be like yeah, you're
3: not new to this world you know we're not new we're not like something that's innovative for the past like 100 years like humans have been around for like a good amount of time not the mm. whole fucking. you know what i mean but i disagree dog
2: i'm one of <laughs> a kind <laughs>
3: but it's like um i think it's like i think that's just running off faith though you know what i mean that's, that's a, a good that's
0: a good point though like there's a lot of people that like i know john just used himself as an example but it's like there is people that that aren't like that and who are working on themselves and they do almost the opposite of these things or or like this hero for example there's a lot of heroes out there people that are taking on that that rule you know
1: did you guys ever play the star wars revenge of the sith games no Uh, yeah yeah. so you remember how you had the choice to either go dark or go light i think that's what this is like understand that when you you're you reach a point it's like okay i need to choose a new mission do i choose blue or do i choose red Mm. right you're capable of choosing the bad option (laughs) right And if it's something really enticing, understand in in yourself that you might, you're capable of choosing that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay,
2: that just reminded me at the very end of the place you should be, the subsection. Okay. A part that's really good is like, it talks about, you know, what you can do. And he's like, perhaps you could live in a manner whose nobility, grandeur, and intrinsic intrinsic meaning would be of sufficient import that you could tolerate and negate elements of it. Wait, is this what I wanted to
1: read? Never mind, cut all that. Cut cut that, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. My bad. Let's see here.
1: All right. Other than that, I think we've covered all the characters. We've talked about
0: what resent,
1: uh, arrogance, and deceitfulness are. Was there anything else from this chapter that really stood out to you guys?
0: Um, I would just like to say, you know, in the beginning of the chamber, we didn't go over it too much, but, uh, JBP is giving an example of one of his clients who comes in who, uh, she was, um, overprotected, right? You said she had the, the,
1: he compared her to sleeping beauty. The, like she didn't have the evil queen invited. Into yeah. Her
0: life. There was a lot of gold to be found in confronting the things that, uh, I guess she needed to confront mm-hmm. and, that she learned, she basically, uh, made a lot of improvement, right? Like yeah. a lot of basically recovered. Yeah. Yeah. Exposure, exposure therapy. Yeah. So I'll just recommend whoever's watching or listening, yeah. you know, take that into consideration. We all have our own dragons of chaos and characters in our own life, you know, so it might do us some good to get out there and see where maybe you could improve by just simply exposing yourself yeah i think Do that it. we should that's a Sing it should be
1: exposure it. lifestyle yeah right yeah. it should be a lifestyle of exposure go find things that make you uncomfortable if you like going to the gym then up it up it a little bit more weight next week and then, then maybe the next week you know it's interesting go and find the exposure go yeah. get it yeah and then looking yeah. at
0: her her situation she went to the... <laughs> dude, john's got something oh lying. so go ahead go like, ahead get, get it, John. let
1: something go dude your <laughs> if you're scared to go get pussy dogs,
0: yeah, have yeah, pussy exposure, just
2: fucking just it.
0: and, you, and it's funny. Right? It's the like know. for me. I'm thinking about rock climbing. Okay, scary shit for me still. Um, but I think when I got to the gym, went up to it, put the harness on, was like around people and was just exposed in that that vicinity or that environment. It lessened how scary it was. So I went up to the wall, started touching, it. I was like, okay, maybe I can go a little bit higher and grab it and yeah. stuff. So I think exposure kinda opens up the door for you to even just be it's in good. the same area with uh something that's bothering you. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean I remember you on the wall, dude, you was like, Oh Presley, <laughs> he was like, Oh his leg was shaking. Dude, it's just scary <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even to just get up there, Devin is like Devin and uh, my girlfriend, they super scared of heights. Yeah, and shit, they even bro. just go and get on the wall. Is like, that's huge. Dude. So even it. like six feet off the ground, you know? It's like, yeah. holy crap. See? Yeah. You know? So big exposure lifestyle. Take yeah. that. Tattoo it on your face. Send it in. <laughs> All the information you need to be down in the description below. Put it in the comments, actually. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to mention before I take us out? Nope. Right. Uh, good is not always good.
3: Sometimes it's uh, portrayed as evil. So
1: don't let evil just be a monster. Yeah. Go. And it's Devin's birthday. Happy twenty-seven.
0: Oh, he turned twenty-seven.
1: He did it. He made it. Where's my cupcakes? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for turning into another episode of Paradigm Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed the chapter. We hope you go pick up the book. Right. Like, go support JBP. We like the guy. Okay. All right. So we hope uh, you have a great week going into. Man, I am just fucking this thing up. Yeah. Right? Whatever. All right. Yeah, so before you right. take off, remember to subscribe <laughs> to the channel, like the video, drop the comment. And, uh, you know, what do you think of this chapter? Leave that down in the comment box below and follow us on all our social media platforms. All the information will be in the description box below. So before you take off, remember the life you live today equals who you be tomorrow. Peace. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I got a basketball game Tomorrow. tomorrow.